It's the real hip hop. Hip hop. The real hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to Canadian MC Word Burglar. The charismatic rapper released an album in the summer of 2022 called Bergonomic. Bergonomic is a versatile album that blends boom bap with humorous raps. On this show, I talk to Word Burglar about his humorous rhyme style classic video game consoles, and his new album, Bergonomic. So why'd you call the album Bergonomic? Because <laughs> it's a play on ergonomic, which is all about getting comfortable and like ergonomic chairs and design and stuff like that. You know, you see like video game controllers are ergonomically designed so they're comfortable in your hands. And I was like, well, you know, I'm word burglar and this is Bergonomic because it's, you know, I'm comfortable getting in your ears and I hope that, you know, people will be comfortable with me in, you know, in their headphones. So that's kind of a play on that. Plus it just kind of sounded cool. Ending with Ick is always good because I think of like Illmatic and like, you know, my favorite records that have like, you know, I see at the end or like even just having Mike in the word, like Bergonomic, even though it's not pronounced that way. So that's the long explanation. It's just a cool word. And it's an ownable word. Like, I don't think there's no other album out there called Bergonomic. So I, I claim that one. <laughs> I have to ask about the rap name. Uh, I mean, it sounds like something else. So, <laughs> I mean, why word burglar? Uh, it came naturally, like it was, it was actually started as a rhyme and I was writing and I was saying my rhymes are hot and it was about like, you know, like stole, like that, uh, you know, that the double meaning of being hot, being something stolen, but like, so that's where the burglar came into. Like, you know, they call me the word burglar cause my rhymes are hot. And then it was like, well, I burgle words and it was just like a fun way to play it. And, uh, you know, yeah, you can rhyme anything with it. And it, it, it sounded like a comic book character. And me growing up just with comics and hip hop, it's like, it sounded like it just described my style perfectly. It's kind of fun. It's kind of playful. It's kind of comic booky. It kind of rhymes. And because um, I used to just go by my initials. My name's Sean Jordan. And everybody called me SJ. And I just used to go by SJ. But that's like kind of a generic name <laughs> so i had a track called sj and uh the word burglar and people just re- knew me more as word burglar than because that was just like the song title and people just knew me as word burglar and it, it just kind of stuck and that was uh that was like 2005 so it's been a while and uh, i've kind of grown into it as this uh alter ego comic book uh, character so yeah 
And again, I, you know, I'm the only one in the phone book. So <laughs> there you go. It works when you hear, you know, you always meet guys like someone introduce themselves like I'm so and so, and it's it's a name you might have heard before. Like you know, they call me Verbal or something. Not to diss anybody named Verbal. I'm just making an example. It's like, well, wait, I know Verbal from Minnesota. Oh no, no, I, I'm the I'm the Verbal from the Bay. Oh, okay, but I know Bird. There's another Verbal in Toronto. So. It's just having that name, especially today, I think it's more important that you have. Like today, if somebody came out and called themselves Chuck D, you'd be like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm the other Chuck D. There's no other Chuck D. There's no other method, man. You you own that. You know what I mean? Like, but then there's those other names that pop up all the time. Like, I think like extra prolific. And then there was prolific. And I knew like three other dudes named prolific and things like that. So again, not dissing anybody's names, but it gets confusing. So you need, you need to be the only one <laughs> like Neo. Yeah. A few years ago, there was, um, yeah, gifted gab came out and everybody was confusing her with gift of gab and rest in peace. The gift of gab. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest um, man. Yeah. And, you know, she got heat for it, but I think she spoke to him and, you know, he said it was cool. But, yeah, I, I, I can understand how people can get that confused. Yeah. I mean, I think if Methodical Man came out today, <laughs> Meth <laughs> might be like, hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be good. No. Chicago's got crazy rappers, man. There's so many good rappers out of Chicago. Um, do you know Open yeah. Mike Eagle? Yeah. Yeah. I, not personally, but I know his music. Yeah. yeah, I was just bumping his new record, man. It's really good. It's really dope. And um, of course, like I think Rhyme Fest. And uh, there's that other guy who's pretty famous now, but you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few, man. We got a few. Um, you know, Chicago is such a diverse city. Um, it's and it's diverse hip hop wise. There's so many different styles, and you know, from back in the day till now. But it seems like it seems like we're only associated with drill music these days, which kind of bothers me. But you know, you mentioned Open Mike Eagle. He's one. Um, I don't know if you know Add Two. Are you no. familiar with him? No. Incredible. Add okay. Two's incredible. Vic Spencer. Yeah, Vic Spencer. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have some real, like, real uh, incredible MCs in the city. You have a song on the album with Mega Rand called Sega Was Bad. And I never had the original Sega Genesis, but my homie did. And I played it all the time, and I remember enjoying it. Did you think Sega was bad at that time or in hindsight? Black casing graphics. 
amazing Splash on the scene had mad kids racing NES for Genesis, a hard trade But carts played like they came out the arcade Altered Beast, what a great start Crazy naked dudes fighting in a graveyard No wonder mom didn't want you to have one Sega Genesis was so damn bad, son For 16-bit with crazy speed The choice was as easy as A, B, C Take it from me, cause it's factual, but It's where Mortal Kombat had actual blood Come to think of it, yo, so did everything else You could make Gretzky bleed in NHL And let me tell you, it was like nothing that you had The games were good, but Sega was bad Yo, Sega was bad You knew what it could do and flaunted what it had When it comes to Genesis, don't get sensitive or mad Competition was tough, but Sega was bad Yeah, come on Well, I mean, the lyrics in the song, it's kind of like, I never thought Sega was bad. It's bad meaning good, but it was also kind of bad when you compared it to like Super Nintendo, because it didn't have like, people would argue like the graphics weren't as good as say Super Nintendo and like the games might not have been that good. And I know like Mega Ran's like definitely like full on a Nintendo guy and like I'm a Nintendo guy too, but I love Sega. And it was like, I remember... I didn't have, I didn't even own a Sega. Like Sega was like the older kids who were cooler had a Sega. Like it was bad. It was like, yo, this is like edgy. This isn't Super Mario. This is like naked people beating each other up in a graveyard. (laughs) This is like some crazy, like there was blood and there was like almost nudity and it was just like it was kind of edgy like it was bad you know Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that play and just even talking with with people today and like younger kids who who game and stuff who don't really understand like back then there was only like nintendo and sega really i mean there was others like atari or whatever turbo graphics and stuff but sega was like kind of like the bad one like and not by bad meaning bad but like it was just like oh, that's like kind of dangerous. Like, oh, you got Nintendo, that's safe. You can go play over there with Super Mario and whatever, Tetris. But no, Sega's got columns because that's that's jewels, man. We don't need blocks. <laughs> and um, and then it's just a lot of fun, right? Like we go on a little tangent, you know, it's so bad they gave Michael Jackson a game, which is like, that's like a few, on a few levels that works. And um, yeah, and I mean, Mega Man just, you know, he's a legend and, he brought he brought a lot to it as well and um i think you can take it a bunch of different ways but uh i i do like i like sega you know but if i had to pick i'd probably pick super nintendo <laughs> okay i don't yeah. think i've ever played super nintendo yeah I, I had the original but i don't think i've ever played super nintendo that's oh, crazy yeah, man it's good, yeah. Sixteen bit. It came out later, right? I think it came out like a year or two after Genesis. I think that was the time that I got into girls. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Good yeah, for you. So well it, done. I well done. I wasn't playing video games around that time, but yeah. <laughs> um, there's a song on the album, like I'm saying, and it's super clever. Do you think the word like or the like rhymes is something that hip hop is running to the ground? 
Yo, it's where Bergy. I ain't a hater, I just like a lot. Yeah, check my raps. I use like a lot. <laughs> I got no time to complain, and less for complainers. Just keep raising flavor up like dumb waiters. You maintain the course, I might see you later. But a lot come and go, and there's even more haters. So I savor every moment of peace and simplicity. At ease with my C's, I like more than similes. I like things, I like stuff, I like what I like to do. You like this? Well, if you haven't tried, I invite you. Cause liking's like the most nicest thing you can do. It doesn't have a price, it's priceless. Like the truth, it's hype, the type, the type. Humans can do dynamite, don't step or you'll ruin your shoes. It's not new in the news, a tale old as time. When likes combine, like minded souls combine, it's good for your mind. Always use like when I rhyme too. No excuse, honestly. Well, I just like to. I like this and like that and like this and that. I like this and like that and like this. And if you look like you might like to like things, well, you probably got a good likeness. I'm on the mic, I'm like this, and you know I'm like that. I do what I like, whether or not you like bag. Like I'm saying, I only got one life to live. No time to hate, too many likes to give. Well, hey, thanks. I'm glad you liked the song. And I don't personally think it is. I mean, people say that to me, right? And they can write off because I like metaphors and because I do like that classic style of using like in a rhyme. Like I'm this, like that. You know, we even sample like them saying, you know, um, it just depends. Like you got to balance it out. If it's a, a clever way of using the like, um, it's not played out, but some guys you listen to the whole album and it's all like for 14 tracks and it's like, okay, you, you just, it's gotta be used sparingly, but definitely like that is almost, it's me saying like, okay, here's a way you can use like in a song without it hopefully being overkill, but I'm saying like, like three times a bar <laughs> for like, you know, 48 bars or something. Um, and just finding all those ways and just flipping it to be positive because like in general is a good word. You know, you'd rather be, you'd rather like something than hate something, right? It's just more positive energy. So I was just trying to flip it like that in a fun way. Um, and yeah, you can't listen to a rap record without hearing the word like usually. <laughs> no, no. On the topic, what's your writing process like? I'm writing every day, like, and it's a bunch of different ways. I'll like, if I think rhymes will just come to me when I'm like, I'll put on a record, I'll put on like a jazz record, I'll put on instrumental beats, whatever, an old hip hop record, new records. Like if I'm feeling the music, I just start kind of freestyling in my head and I'll just, anytime like a rhyme sticks out to me, I'll write it down. Um, I do a lot of freestyling. I freestyle at shows, freestyle with my friends. Like I've always just liked to freestyle. So a lot of my songs start with freestyle, like little nuggets, you know, you pull out the gold because there's a lot of trash, <laughs> but you know, you pull out the, those gold bars and, and, you know, eventually you, you put enough together and you got a track. Um, but I'll write a bunch of different ways, you know, Sometimes, you know, my friends will, will hook me up with beats and I'll just start writing to the beat. It'll inspire something. Other times I just have an idea, right? Like, like CDs are back was just kind of like a fun idea. I was like, yo, everyone's talking about vinyl. Oh, vinyl's coming back, man. People have been saying vinyl's back for years. Like if you're a hip hop collector and lover, like vinyl never left. Cause I used to love just getting like the 12 inch singles, right? It was the only way to get instrumentals back in the day and like acapellas and stuff. So vinyl's never left for hip hop fans but cds being back is like 
well, CDs never left for me because I love CDs and I'm still making them. And like for indie artists, it's kind of the cheapest way for you to get your music out there in a physical format. And especially during the pandemic when vinyl production is taking like a year to get a record done, CDs you can still get done, made, like manufactured a lot quicker. So I was like, yeah, CDs are back. Anyway, so that idea just started growing in my brain. I just wrote a whole bunch of rhymes about it and I didn't even have a beat to it. So, and then it, you know, I'm writing it in that, in a cadence and, you know, I'm thinking about the beat and like the, the BPM or whatever. And then I heard a beat from Timbuktu. I was like, yo, this beat works perfectly for what I've got written here, which is essentially just an acapella. Um, and I'm just kind of always pushing, always trying to find new ways to write. Like my phone is just filled with notes of like scattered rhymes and song ideas, pieces of paper scattered around. Like I'll be t- chilling with my wife and then an idea will pop into my head. And she's like, oh, I know you got to write that down. I'm like, yep, got to write it down. And that's, it's just how I've been like, um, just because I will forget stuff, you know, doing a show. I played a show Tuesday night, did freestyle. And it was like, right after the show, I just had to go and write down a couple of rhymes that I kicked in the freestyle. I was like, yo, I got to remember these. Cause this could be, could be something. And, um, next thing you know, I got like, you know, a whole bunch of albums out. So yeah, that's my long, my long answer. It's just kind of all over the place. And sometimes I count bars. Sometimes I just f- go just f- flow and then just try and edit it later. A lot of editing. That's the hardest part because otherwise you're releasing like cannabis, you know, 10 minute long songs and stuff. And it's like, yo, just, I love cannabis too. Not isn't cannabis, but you know, he's got some pretty, he goes on for a while. It's like, dude, just a bit of editing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you purposely set out to put humor in your rhymes or does it just kind of turn out that way? Uh, it just guy, I guess it just kind of turns out. I mean, I've got a sense of humor. I I just enjoy laughing. I enjoy, you know, I would laugh at like if I'm listening to like a Wu Tang album and like Ghostface. Ghostface is hilarious. Like you know, guys like like you hear bars and you're just like, this is just funny to me. Like it's clever. It's smart writing. Like they say, like comedy is the hardest thing to write. So I just that just kind of comes into my rhymes naturally like if i'm gonna do a punchline and like some people be like oh that's just like cheesy it's like is it cheesy or is it like actually like so cheesy it's good <laughs> like i don't know like i'm if the rhyme works and it's words i've never heard before um i always like playing with that whether it's like vocal inflection or like delivery and timing and um you know, I think like Digital Underground, you know, and like Cool Keith and all these rappers that just De La Soul, like everyone who would like, they find ways to make the songs really good, but also have like something that makes you smile and humor and stuff. And at least for me, like in life, I just like to laugh. So I'm happy if I can like give somebody something to laugh about on a track, you know, like I don't mind like... I'm self-deprecating so I can like take it. Like I've heard every kind of like anything somebody can say to me, like I've heard it. So it's like, you just got to like laugh it off and it's just, uh, yeah. And it, it all comes from a love, right? Like that's where, I think that's where it gets dangerous sometimes when you hear hip hop and it's like, yo, is this just comedy? Are they just making fun of the shit? Like for me, it's like, I, 
just love i've always loved rap i've always loved hip-hop so much and i'm like you know i'm a huge rap nerd like and i just studied all my favorites and i just like the creativity and everything so like i guess when i'm doing the stuff it, it is coming from a place of love but i also do have a sense of humor so I don't always think like, yo, this song's going to be hilarious, but it's like, this song's going to be dope. And it's going to be kind of funny too. <laughs> like if that's how, how it goes, you know? And um, yeah. And the last point is just like, it's just me really like to be cliche. It's just keeping it real. Like that's just who I am. And I'm like, I'm not going to act a certain way or like try in front and be something I'm not like I just like to have a laugh and I just like to chill and listen to dope beats and good rhymes and if you do too hopefully you'll dig one of my records you know that's that's I guess just how I approach it so sorry for the long answer <laughs> ah, it's all good man it's good on a few songs like um end and conclusion and accomplishments you speak on the people that listen to your music. Why is it important for you to speak directly to your fans in your music? Best listeners like a hearing aid salesman. They say people don't know what you do till you stop doing it. So I just assume no one would ever hear my music. Except the truth is that you and a select few did. And if that's you, kid, I'm shooting love like Cupid. But don't be stupid if my jams get better. It's your fault too. We're in this together. Am I guilty of being word burglar? Sure. But if you're hearing this, you're an accomplice in her. The guilty party at every show I do. Known to associate with the flow or two. And I notice you kindred like minds who find what's hidden between the lines of the tight rhymes. Accomp listeners want to be considered first. All you got to do is just listen to a verse. Okay. And it's yours. No crime or wrongdoing. Aiding and abetting my rhyme and song doing. Consider yourself an accessory. Someone to catch these words is a necessity. You can't deny that the blame isn't yours. If you're hearing this, you're an accomp listener. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's because it's a conversation. It's like what we're doing right now. And especially at like the level I'm at and like just being an independent artist for so long, like I'm getting by because of like the grinding I've been doing and the people I've been meeting who have been supporting me all this time. Like Bergonomics, it's my eighth full length album. And I got tons of other stuff around that, like singles and mixtapes and group albums and stuff so i've been doing this a while and just you know seeing people keep coming back to shows and you know hearing from people like i feel like they have a part and they're invested in it so it's like a, it is a mutual conversation i'm still definitely doing this you know this is me and i'm, I'm i don't want to let other people tell me what i should be doing or creating but I do also feel like I want to acknowledge the people listening and um, and just talking to them. So yeah, comp listeners, it's kind of like, you know, people say fans and stuff and, and I listen, like I'm a fan of other artists. I'm a fan of so much, but I always find it a bit weird when someone's like, yo, I'm a fan of your music. It's like, well, I appreciate that, but like, you're helping me. You're more like an accomplice. And so that's where comp listeners came from. And uh and it's really that song's more like kind of like a thank you for being with me this long and me kind of like uh 
it's like a commitment ceremony of <laughs> me just saying, I'm committed to you, so I'm going to keep, you know, this is me telling you that I'm accountable to making, to keep making music as good as I possibly can because you're helping me, so I don't want to let you down. It's like a partnership. Um, and then, yeah, an ending conclusion is just like, that's like the end of the album. So I was like, man, this beat's crazy. Diagnostic 80 dropped, made that beat. And I was like, this is just kind of like me saying, all right, I got to wrap up the album. This is all the time that would literally fit on vinyl. <laughs> so it's just like, just being real. And it's like, it's been a great time making this record, but I got to finish it because I got to go make the next album. So that's, uh, so yeah, if that one comes across conversational too. That's, that was the intention there. Okay. Now, you've been in the industry a long time. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned? Do it yourself. Learn as much as you can. Learn everything you can and just keep doing it yourself. You know, learn how to podcast, learn how to write, learn how to like, you know, just today we live in a world where you can like get your music up digitally for free. Like you can like for free put up your own record and it's up to you to hustle and get it out to people. But um, I found like just being independent and I never expect, like I always did this out of love. I never expected that I was going to like sign some major record deal. I wasn't out. I wasn't expecting anything like that. I'm like, I just want to put out these songs. Like my friends were encouraging me. They're like, yo, you should put this out. You should record this. You should make it, you know, you record one song, record five songs, like just keep doing this. So I just, have just kind of kept doing it and grinding and looking at the way, like if you do sign to a label and what they take and like your percentages and what you have to do and what they want you to do. And, you know, if I have a stupid idea for a song that I like, I'm like, I love this. I'm going to do it. And like, I don't want anyone telling me I can't do that. So it's like, great. I'm putting this out myself. Like I essentially started you know, just putting my stuff out independently. I borrowed like a hundred bucks from a friend of mine for my first CD to like burn it. (laughs) You know, like that was like the first thing. It was like 200 bucks to burn. I think it was 200 bucks and we could burn 200 CDs or something like that was the minimum. And I had a hundred bucks and my buddy was like, yeah, man, I'll I'll pitch in and give you a hundred bucks. And that's kind of how I started putting out CDs back then. And again, why I'm still putting out CDs now, because I love doing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, just do it yourself. That's that's what I've learned. It, it takes longer, but now, like, I've been in it this long, and I look at all the music I've released, and I own it. I can put it on Spotify. I can take it off. I can put it on record or CD. I can do whatever I want with it. And, um, it's up to me to like make connections with, with like people like you or like just, you know, hustle to try and get it heard by anyone who will listen. And that's a grind and not anybody, everybody wants to do it. You know, I know how, I know how much things cost at the post office, (laughs) you know, you got to learn how to like, what are the the envelopes that are going to be the least heavy for you to mail CDs in so that you save on shipping. If you're shipping out 500 CDs, if you could save yourself a buck a CD, if you use the right envelopes, you know, and that adds up. So just do it yourself. That's, that's the main thing. And, you know, I meet 
kids now are just like starting out and they just like want everything immediately. And it's like, yo, you're not going to like, what do you want? What are you doing this for? Like you, you want to be in it for the long haul. And, uh, you know, my favorite rappers now are like over 50, you know, people are still doing stuff. And, and, uh, the idea of like, if you don't make it by the time you're like 25 or something, like everybody's like hustling to like try and make it like so big, it's like, no, you got to look at the long game. And, you know, we're talking about Open Mike Eagle. There's a great example. He's been at it a long time. And he just dropped the best album of his career, in my opinion. And he's only getting better. And he's doing so much stuff. Like, you know, I can't say enough great stuff about him and his, uh, his grind and his talent and how he's, like, just continuing to build and spread out and, like, expose people to other artists and stuff, you know? And, um, anyways, yeah, again, a long answer, but, um, yeah, do it yourself. That's the way to do it. That's what I've learned anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks man. You're, you're so patient. <laughs> I enjoy these conversations, man. It's, you know, I learned a lot from the people that I've, talk to for the most part and it's you know this isn't about money for me it's about love you know i just love hip-hop so much so i enjoy this absolutely man absolutely and there's so much good stuff coming out now too like anybody who's like the old heads were like no this rap sucks now it's like man you're not even listening there's so much good stuff coming out right now like it's just i don't know it's good I think when people say that they're referring to mainstream what's on the radio stuff, you know, um, I don't even know what's on the radio, but I know that, um, the stuff that's promoted doesn't even resemble rap music to me. I think that's what they're talking about. And yeah, if that's all you hear, right. There's nothing good coming out, (laughs) you know? But there's some dope stuff out there, man. And I take pride in highlighting dope artists that may not, you know, you may have never heard of before. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, absolutely. I got to shout out um, Joe Run Bombay, who to me is like a legend, because I grew up in Halifax in the east coast of Canada. And Joe Run's been holding it down since like the 80s. He used to he actually opened for like Public Enemy back in the day. And he's like, he worked with Biz Marquis, rest in peace, and a bunch of different people. And tonight, I just found out he, he had, I knew he had worked on this song and it just dropped on Hot 97. Uh, he produced a track for The Roots, which is like crazy. So, and it just debuted and he just posted on Instagram. It's like, I can finally talk about it. You know, Hot 97 played it tonight. Like Quest Love was on there. And it's like, it's crazy. Cause Joe Run is like such a dope producer. He produced, you know, Shameless Plug. He produced Wilco tapes on Bergonomic. And we've worked on a few songs together in the past, but he was like a dude, he used to run like all ages hip hop nights when I was a kid. And I used to go and get exposed to like the local MCs and DJs. Like when I was younger, like in the nineties and, um, and I, you know, without people like him doing those all ages events, I never would have got exposed to a lot of that stuff back then. And um, anyways, it's just dope to see 
you know, you talk about an artist that like people don't know, like even where I'm from, like in Halifax, like a lot of people still don't know Joe Run. And I was like, this guy's been like, he's a legend. Like, at least in Canada, I think he's like one of the best producer DJs out there. Um, anyways, it's dope to see tonight. He's getting props from Quest Love and playing Hot 97. So that's, you know, as a hip hop head, that's a pretty big deal. So, yeah. Yeah, Joe Rum Bombay, check him out. His beats are crazy. Like, even if you just follow him on Instagram, he does, like, all these, like, remixes of, like, old school stuff. And um, he's just, like, this incredible archive of of really, really classic hip-hop stuff. So, yeah. Big shout-out to Joe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Last question. Who is the Birkinomic album made for? Oh, it's for everybody. It's really, it's for me, it's for everybody who's been supporting me all this time, it's for my kids, you know, it's it's really like, this is my, you know, it's my most recent album, but it's, I feel it's my best work, and I'm really proud of it, and I would like, I'd put it up against any record that came out this year, like, I feel really good about it, and, um, you know, I feel like I did everything I wanted to do with it, and and I got to work with you know, my favorite producers and MCs, like, like, I just feel like really, you know, blessed to have, to have made it happen. And, uh, it took a while. I was working on it through the pandemic. We had so many ups and downs like everybody else. And, uh, it just feels so good to get it out there. You know, it's like when your baby's born, it's like, you know, obviously the baby can't compare, but like, you know, when the baby finally arrives, like oh, it's here, you know, um, and I just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably for me first, but it is for, for everybody. And, um, I feel good about it. Um, if I gotta be specific, maybe like, you know, people who love like old school hip hop energy with like a modern take and turntablism beats, like we've got turntablism on every track and, you know, classic like sampling and rhyme styles and stuff and, you could probably tell my influences just by listening to the record, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, these long answers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Appreciate it. All good, bro. All right. Word burglar. Thank you for joining the real hip podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Peace to everybody listening. Appreciate it. Peace. The real hip hop. Right now we should start the show.